Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. I've got a good friend who's up in the cold weather in Pittsburgh. Uh, his name is Rob Wilton. He's a pastor of Vintage Church there in Pittsburgh. Uh, Rob, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks so much. And look, I tell all my friends that are down south now that I'm up in the frozen tundra of Pittsburgh, uh, during the winter, it feels like Anchorage, Alaska to me. I am available to come and speak anywhere, <laughs> anywhere in the south, south. from yes. January through to April. Yes. <laughs> any any Caribbean country that would like to have a yeah. pastor to come on. Uh, open up the word of God and share anything you want. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come down and just clean out a closet for you. I mean, any invitation. I, I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, we met a number of years ago and have a lot of mutual friends and you've done a lot of <clears throat> great things. Uh, talking to um, you know the students that uh, that I get to do life with, and so we we've, we've been able to uh, just kind of watch your your life. And I know you're now up in Pittsburgh. You haven't always been. Uh, when I first met you, you were down in New Orleans and a pastor there. Um, and I think you were you were probably born in New Orleans, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Yeah, I was first born in my family. Whole family South African, and when my parents moved to America. In uh, 79, I was born in 81 in New Orleans, Louisiana. There you go. That's awesome. Um, yep. But uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about, because um, I, I know you, and as you mentioned, uh, I know you have a, a very good father figure, uh, your dad, uh, Don Wilton. Um, but there's a lot of young guys um, that you and I both run across that really don't have positive father figures in their life. Uh, and as we're talking about training for manhood and we're kind of looking for that idea of what is it, what does it mean to be a man? Uh, it's just so important to have uh, kind of that visual picture that you can model after, that you can see, that you can watch do life. So what advice would you give uh, to guys who don't have that in their life? What kind of wisdom would you pass on to them? Yeah, so Dan, um, I'd, I'd first of all say this, and, and I've, I've learned through my own insecurities growing up. I've got, I believe, the greatest dad in the world, right? Yep. And, man, I hope my kids would say that one day. Um, but, like, I, I've got the greatest dad in the world. Yeah, imperfect in a number of ways. Snores like a champ like the rest of us, right? Has all the imperfections. But he has been a great dad that has loved Jesus first and then loved his, you know, wife my mama second, and then us third, you know, and, and I, and I've just been so thankful for that. And, and I would say this, he is my number one mentor in life. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I, there was some insecurities in that, like, should I find someone else? No, man. Like what a, what a blessing from the Lord that I could say that my dad is my number one hero, number one mentor. And, and, you know, one of my best friends in life. Now, I'll say this in terms of my life story, which I always love going and looking at the kind of meta narrative, the bigger picture, the, the history of the world picture of my family. Mm -hmm. If you go one generation before, Dan, to my dad's dad, who is my papa, who today is with Jesus, 
Um, Papa, okay, my full name is Robert Edwin John Wilton. I proudly carry both of my grandfather's names. Edwin is my bumpa, my mom's dad. John is my papa, my dad's dad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm so thankful for those names because it's my legacy. Do you know that for the Wilton family, if you go before my papa, we were some shady suckers. <laughs> I mean, we were ship captains. We were in and out of jail. Uh, we were crooks. Uh, and there was no Jesus. Mm. And Jesus radically saved my papa's life in his adult life when my dad was a teenager. And that changed the trajectory of our entire family. Amen. And, and this is what I would say to the, to the one maybe who's watching, to the, to the young man who, let's say right now, he is the only believer in his family. Yeah. I want you to know that all four of my kids, I've got three boys and a daughter, all four of my kids today love Jesus and have been saved by the gospel of Jesus. Mm. And I want that person right now who maybe is the only person in their family right now to start believing that their great grandkids are going to follow Jesus because they are going to be the papa to their family. And a lot of what I got to receive as a blessing of having a Christian father in my house is the result of my dad getting to see what life looked like without Christ. And then my papa getting saved as a teenager for my dad, what life looked like with Christ. And, and dad just modeled that beautifully in terms of, uh, you know, who our, our heavenly father should be and, and, and how we should follow Christ as men. Yeah. I talk a lot about just the whole idea, you know, that men need an example. Uh, and if you don't have a physical example, uh, Christ is such a perfect um, you know, example of what a godly man, uh, what a man should be. Um, right. I, I, had a, I had a guy in the program who was just talking about how Jesus, you know, man's like no other man. Um, he just, he just is a great example in, in so many different ways. Um, right. And, you know, for those guys who, who, you know, because of whatever circumstances don't have uh, somebody in their life that they can um, model their life after, uh, you know, yep. Jesus is, is always there. Uh, the Bible is open and, and ready for you to dive in. Uh, God is, the, yep. you know, he calls himself the father to the fatherless. Um, and so, you know, I love that, that concept that, uh, that God and can Dan, anybody and, and radically trans, you know, transform that, that trajectory, as you said, of their lives to a completely different place. Yeah. And you just had my, my good buddy, Jared Stevens on the podcast. Yeah. You guys talked about the importance of the church. And so, Maybe to that individual who doesn't have a, a an earthly father right now or a mentor in their life, that's that's one of the reasons you talk about why join the church, man. Right there, yeah. and I I have so many godly men within my own church up here in Pittsburgh that have so much to pour out, and so humble yourself, but but also never forget our heavenly Father. What does Amen. Ephesians three fourteen through twenty one tell us? For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father in heaven. And then it goes and describes the father in heaven. He is our creator, which means whatever you want, if there's anything you want, he is the creator of anything, right? He is the provider. It says there in the text and he is the sustainer. So he creates, he's with you all the way through and he's with you all the way to the end. And because he's our heavenly father, now do we, what do we get to do? 
now to him who is able to do far more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine, not just for our life, but for generations and generations forever and ever, man, go to the heavenly father. And he is the one that can bring about all that we could ever ask, think, or imagine for the name of Jesus. I love it. That's good. Hey, you did mention though, you've got three boys that you're raising um, and a precious little girl. Um, I, I love uh, the name of your boys because they're all one syllable, so you can get them out real quick. I remember you telling <laughs> us that, which is sweet. Um, but what what kind of things are you doing uh, as a man to model uh, what it means to be a man to your kids? Yeah, so uh, when I was getting my doctorate, uh, one of our kind of initiatives, I got my doctorate in executive leadership with a focus on church planning. And one of the things that we had to take, and we took about two, three months with it because we didn't want to go through it. Uh, quickly is we created a, a, a family manifesto, a family manifesto. And the, mm-hmm. the, we had an artist in New Orleans that drew this beautiful painting for us. And in the centerpiece of our entire home is this family manifesto. This is what it is. We are a family that has been loved by Jesus in order to love like Jesus so that the world will know Jesus by our love. Together, we remain thankful for his love, faithful in his love, and generous with his love. And so, um, you know, we've got scriptures, 1 John 4.19. That's an anthem for our family. We've got Deuteronomy 6.5. We've got Galatians 5.14. And so, you know, first of all, this whole dynamic, all right, we got Bolt, Mack, and Burke, my three boys, 13-year-old son, twin boys that are 11. And then God blessed us with a princess. Her name is Carolina McCall. She has a long name because I enjoy her more than the boys. Right. (laughs) And so, um, and Dan, I'll just tell you, she's so gorgeous, man. It looks just like me. It's unbelievable. Oh my! (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So look, this girl comes into this world and yes, she is all girl, man. She is spoiled (laughs) and the brothers don't understand why. Amen. But she's tough as nails. And I know I've got this stewardship, right? Um, especially with what was modeled to me by my own father. Um, but I've got this stewardship of teaching my men mm-hmm. in our own household the dynamics and the relationship of manhood as it relates to womanhood. Yeah, very important. And so I wrote these things down, even as we just kind of, you know, prepared and thought about our, our interview today and our discussion today. Here's the responsibilities. I'm I'm teaching them, and and I thank you even for this podcast because I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep driving this home from this manifesto. Number one, I want my boys to love her, mm-hmm. right? So at the core, you go even to the marriage relationship. We are to love as Christ loved the church. Amen. And and so that's sacrifice. You know, what does it mean to love her? Number two, protect her. Mm-hmm. Protect her. My poor sister is ten years younger than me, Dad. She finally just got married at the age of 30. And guess where she had to find her husband? She worked for Samaritan's Purse in South Sudan. And she met a pilot from Zimbabwe in South Sudan. And so we just had this big wedding this past oh, fall. And she, awesome. shared, she shared at the rehearsal dinner, she shared, I had to go all the way to Africa to find a boy that my brothers couldn't scare away. Amen. Amen. Hey, I've got, I've got three sons and a daughter as well. It's the same thing, same dynamic in our house, right? That that girl is protected on both sides. 
Yeah, it's awesome. and not an earthly protection, but but yeah. a but a, a true love and and respect protection. Yeah. Number three, support her. Mm-hmm. Support her. My my daughter's in the cheerleading, and and me and and those boys, we sat front row. We ignored the basketball games a couple weeks, and we cheered the cheerleaders. Oh. And so we're gonna support <laughs> her. But here's the last thing, and and I think this 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 maybe would be something fresh to our listeners. Learn from her. Mm. Learn from her. Um, God created uh, women to be for us this battle partner in life that sharpens us, that conforms us to look more like Christ. And I want to constantly teach my boys, hey, your sister is brilliant. And she has a lot of attributes in life that if you would listen to her, they're actually going to help you in life. Amen. Because your mama helps me every single if man every day. If Amen. if I didn't have my sweet wife, man, I'd be in jail. I'll just be honest. From the early days when we dated in high school. And so I, I want them to learn from her too. That's awesome. That's really, really good. Um, you know, one of one of my favorite verses we were just talking about. Um, you know, where do we look for wisdom and what it means to be a man? And, it, you know, you brought out uh, just kind of the difference between boys and girls. Um, you know, uh, David writes in Psalm 144 uh, as he talks about how do you know that your nation is going to be blessed? And he says this, he says, um, may our sons in your youth be like plants full grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut for the structure of a palace or carved to adorn a palace. And I just love that because yeah. you get this idea right? That there's two different concepts, right? There's maleness yep. and there's femaleness. Uh, and, yep. and just, you know, there's manhood and there's womanhood. And, and, you know, when you put those two together in a great partnership and in a great relationship, and you appreciate that, uh, just yep. what a, what an amazing, um, you know, union that can be. And so for our young guys, as we're talking about training for manhood, I don't ever want to forget the idea um, that you need to appreciate the role that women play um, in helping you become the man that God has created and designed for you to be. So I love that you're teaching your boys that at the young principle, you know, not only yeah. how you treat your wife, but how, how they treat their sister. You know, and I talk yeah. to, you know, to young people all the time. And, and I, you know, I tell girls uh, when they're looking at a guy and, you know, they're like, you know, Hey, you know, that's a great guy. And he treats me really, really well. I'm like, Hey, watch how he treats other women in his life though. You know, right. cause if he's, if he's pursuing you and he's treating you well, well that's one thing, but if he's not treating yeah, his that's mom so well, good. And if he's not treating, you know, his teachers, right, who are females well, you know, watch that. And I think that's an important aspect for our boys to learn how to treat women, right, with respect. So the women that are in your life, right, teachers, right. your mom, you know, uh, you know, a, a waiter or a waitress, you know, at a, at a restaurant, right? How do, you, how do you learn to treat, you know, women with respect? And I think that's an important part of what it means to be a man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in that, in that verse, the, the, the picture of, you know, may your sons in their youth be like plants full grown, right? Like yeah. that is, that is hard work and that takes a long time. Yeah. And man, I, I, I don't want to rush. I can't believe I've got a 13 year old Dan. I mean, I this is like time is flying for me. And then we're, my wife and I were just away together um, out of town on a trip at a conference and, we were just talking about how many years left we have with our oldest son. And we started dreaming about the things we still want to accomplish. And so, man, in these important years right now, I want to lay that, that foundation, right? House built on a, 
on a rock. I want, I want the plant to not be picked prematurely. I want the, mm-hmm. the plant to be able to take time. And then I love the symbolism of the cornerstone, right? Another translation says that those stones are polished. I love mm-hmm. that for, for ladies. Um, there's this strength, but beauty as well uh, in, in biblical womanhood. And I want uh, my boys to understand uh, biblical womanhood. But this past summer, our, our church went through Wild at Heart yeah. there's a, uh, with John Eldridge and then uh, Captivating uh, Stacy Eldridge. And this summer, as I preached kind of a series for both, I got, I got as much out of reading Captivating as I did Wild at Heart. Amen. And, and I encouraged all the men in our church to also read Captivating because it will help them to become learners of what yep. true biblical womanhood is and how to honor, love and cherish them as we serve in, in life together. Yeah. Well, any other, I mean, you mentioned Wild at Heart, Eldridge, Captivating, right? Uh, he and his wife. Any other resources that you'd recommend to guys um, who are wanting to grow uh, to be the men that God created them to be? Yeah. So can I first start off non-Christian? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm reading currently. I'm kind of in the Navy SEALs right now. Yeah. What like you got, I, I just, Which one? Met, no, I'm, I'm reading a book called Raising Men by okay. Eric Davis. Okay. Now it's got some, it's got some language. It's not from a Christian perspective, but it's basically lessons from Navy SEALs. Uh, and, and these lessons from the Navy SEALs that poured into their kids from the Navy SEALs experience. Wow. And so uh, it's written uh, in a very powerful way. But anyways, the wild at heart, definitely John Eldridge, yeah. um, shepherding a child's heart uh, yeah. trip, trip. Uh, bringing up boys. That's an old oldie, yeah. but a goodie. Old Dobson book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, look, one of my favorite man books is Tony Evans. It's an oldie too. It, it rocked my world in college. Uh, somebody gave it to me. No More Excuses by Tony Evans. That's right. Great book. No, no More Excuses. His most recent, you know, Kingdom Man Rising. Yep. Um, we've taken guys in the NFL through that um, in my role with the Saints. And then look, for those who don't have um, an earthly Christian father, John Tyson wrote a, a, a pretty large kind of book called The Intentional Father. And he comes at it really from a perspective of learning from the mistakes of not having a godly father in his life and, and flipping the script in his own life and challenging others to do the same. And so that's, that's another great, great book. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know you have had um, a great father. Your dad uh, has raised you well. Um, you and your uh, you have a brother, I know, right? And then are yep. there other other Wilton boys or just two no younger brothers, eighteen months younger than me, and then my sister, and then the sister. Is ten years younger than yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's I mean, it's awesome. I, I know that you uh, you and Annabeth are uh, super intentional about raising your kids, um, you know, and and showing them and modeling for them. Uh, what it means to be a man. And so, um, you know, I just, I appreciate you, uh, the work that you're doing, uh, not only as a pastor, right. And being able to share the word of God with people, but just as a, as a man of God, uh, being able yep. to live it out so that people can see you and what it looks like to, to truly be a man. So I'm, I'm truly appreciative, you know, of, uh, of the time that you're spending with me here and sharing with, uh, our listeners. Well, I appreciate it. Dan, it'd be, would it be all right if I just close, kind of just share an illustration real quick on, yeah. on my dad's, uh, impact on my life. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, I grew up as a preacher's kid and, and there's so many different challenges with that in terms of being a preacher's kid. I grew up in New Orleans. My dad accepted the call to be a pastor in South Carolina when I was a teenager. And let's just say I didn't embrace the move. I was rebelling. <laughs> My dad was going through his own battles within the own church and mm-hmm. I was skipping youth group and not getting good grades. And I was really at a crossroads. And um, I think this is so important because, you know, there, there's so many scriptures out there about manhood, be strong and all this, but we forget about the love aspect of mm. it. We want to preach 1 Corinthians 12 about spiritual gifts, but we forget 1 Corinthians 13, yeah. which is Paul's check so that we're not noisy gongs, right? Yeah. Amen. We actually do everything with love. With love. And yeah. my dad modeled this for me. Yes, he was a disciplinarian. He was a tank commander in the South African Army, rugby and cricket coach, preacher. You know I got whooped as a kid, right? But he always had a tenderness. One night I'm skipping youth group to go play basketball because I hated our church. My dad's going through his own battles and he walks to a deacon's meeting. He sees me in the hallway skipping church and yells my name. So I'm like, man, I'm in trouble. He walks over to me and tells his deacons to leave. This is before cell phones. And I'm at a crossroads. And he said this to me, said, Rob, what are you doing? I said, dad, I hate this place. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like this church. I don't want to be here. He looked at me, goes, you know, I don't like it here as well. Like, well, let's go do something. And I said, serious? He goes, yeah, what do you want to do? I said, can we go bowling? And I'm telling you, he didn't call his deacons. He didn't do nothing else. He took me bowling, Dan. And that was a crossroad for me because my dad showed me how much he loved me. Amen. Right? More than anything else. And I quickly turned from rebelling against the move to joining team dad and wanting to be a part of what he called, he was called to in life. That's awesome. And I know that there's a listener that that story right now is going to stick out to somebody because you're going to be faced with a moment either in your own life or in being entrusted to lead another's life. And man, let all that we do, right. Be soaked in love with a focus of truly loving God and loving people. And that's awesome. That's great. That's that's such a great story. And sometimes we forget that as we're training men, right? The reason that we're training men is so that we can love well, right? And that's what uh, what Christ showed us is that he loved us enough to die on the cross for us. Um, And, you know, we we can love enough, you know, somebody else enough to take take them to go bowling, spend some time with them. Come on. Right. I love it. That's great. Rob, well, I appreciate your time and I appreciate uh, just all that you're doing. Um, you know, I hope some guys uh, will find find you right on your social media and follow you because you're, you're doing some great stuff. And uh, I really uh, do uh, just thank you for the time that you've uh, spent here and just the stories that you've told us about what it means to be a man and, and how you're modeling that for your family. I appreciate you, Dan. Thanks for all that you do as well. All right. Love you, man. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.